Put your hands together. 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 What's up, everybody? Thanks for coming out to the UCB! Oh my god, you're so excited. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love it. Like you're mowing a lawn. Yeah. <laughs> Give it up for the comics. They can hear you in back. We have a great lineup. Fuck yeah. Oh my god. Everybody's so excited. Why is everybody so excited? Literally, you can tell me. Don't talk to any of the other comics, but you can talk to me. You're drunk? Yeah. All right, cool. We got another one? Anybody else? Not at work. You're not at work. That's a good one. You've been giving it up for not at work. Well, fuck you, I am. <laughs> Just kidding. I take it back. Sorry for the language. I am at work, though. Anybody else? What else is making everybody excited? Nothing? People are whispering. One more time. All right. We got a lot of substances and a lot of freedom from labor. All right. <laughs> You're not in that traffic out there anymore. Jesus Christ, that shit. What? Fuck this city. You know what I mean? I'm just like, why did I, Of all the things we have invented as human beings, traffic has got to be the worst one. That definitely did not exist in the wilderness. You'd just be like... I'm going that way. <laughs> you know what? Not going to follow this dude anymore. <laughs> also kind of works for religion. Anyway, uh, <laughs> it's just like I was talking to my friend backstage who is a comic that you'll see in a minute, so I don't want to say his name yet. Um, but we were talking about traffic, and I was like, you know, I'm just going to commit to a practice of just not turning right on red when there is traffic like this. What kind of piece of shit sees miles of traffic backed up and then a car with the green light stopping out of courtesy to not block the intersection goes, oh, my, my turn to turn right. What a waste of human life. <laughs> just kidding. What if I actually gave a shit? They probably needed to get somewhere. You're very confused. So am I. <laughs> I appreciate everyone's joy today. I'm in a weird place. Just like in a weird... Ever just be like in a weird place? Like on stage at a comedy show? <laughs> That's me. Right here in the spotlight. Losing my religion. I never really had one. But I did go to Catholic all-girls school which was so fucked up and so fucking great, you know, at the same time. Just a nightmare that was a fantasy. <laughs> Definitely in that order, too. I could have said a fantasy that was a nightmare. No, 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 no. No, 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 nightmare that was a fantasy. 
they would like bring out clothes for dress up or whatever, you know, like when you're in like kindergarten or first grade or something, that would be like the activity. And I would just go straight for the vests. (laughs) I'll be the dad. That was me every day. (laughs) You know, when you had like all time quarterback, that was me just with dads being dads, not having one. You guys know my story. I've told you a thousand times. Happy Father's Day, by the way. What a fucking weekend, you know? I didn't even know it was Father's Day till that day, and I was like, oh, man, I got a phone call to make. <laughs> a little lot of sage, you know? My dad let me know that I should um, use two-inch-long screws on my air conditioner because somebody could just pop that right in and get in my house, which was a nice thing. <laughs> to be told um, on a day like that. (laughs) Dads. Somebody said I had a a father vibe recently. I was like, I don't fucking know where I got it from. (laughs) What, do you guys all have great dads or something and you feel bad for me that I don't? Like Most of us have pretty bad dads. I think that's like mostly the definition of dad like not great at it (laughs) there's like shitty moms but I just feel like I mean the bar is set so differently where you're like I mean I kind of have to give birth to the thing you know so it's like you gotta be there for that (laughs) this is all tightly rehearsed by the way I've been thinking about this all day. Um, I have been thinking about like doing stand-up tonight all day because I was like, I don't fucking know what I'm going to talk about. I usually don't say the F word very much, but I'm just like saying it because like, fuck it. (laughs) I just, the world is shit. I don't know. I mean, I'm glad everybody's really happy. I'm also like really happy that you're happy. Like I am experiencing joy in this exact moment and I have experienced it at other moments. Um... (laughs) It is a thing that exists. I've experienced pure joy, and I've been on it for, like, times at a time, you know? But, like, then sometimes you're like, fuck, I am sad. And not, like, comedy sad, you know? Because I feel like comedians are like, oh, I'm so sad. And you're like, you're not sad. That's not sad. You're just watching a lot of television, and that's just... That's not an emotion. That's an inactivity. Binging a television show is not, oh, I'm so sad. Like, like you're just being lazy. (laughs) Not sad at this particular moment. Now I am. Not anymore. You guys fixed it. I appreciate that very much. It can really change on a dime, you know? Trying to work on myself. Anybody else doing that? Like, actual, yeah. Fucking everybody. That's why you guys are so happy tonight. You're like, I've been working on myself all day. Now I came here to listen to you cry. (laughs) Trying to work on myself. It's tough. It's real tough to do it, to like really do it, to just like really look in the mirror and really be like, fuck. (sighs) At least I've got this Quip toothbrush. It's stylish. It gives me two-minute pulses. When to change? (laughs) 
That's getquip.com slash put your hands together for... <laughs> I don't know if they're advertising on this episode, so I might have been shapiro the fuck out of this. Remember when that fucker was doing a lot, like, d- sp- doing a speech at a rally and was like, hang on, I have to advertise toothbrushes. You fucking idiot. <laughs> Wait, are you guys Ben Shapiro fans? Did I go too far? <laughs> Started this with like, I gotta watch what I say, and then I'm like, fuck Ben Shapiro. Good call, yeah. Nobody's gonna find that and harass you off the internet. I was going somewhere today. Thank you, Hannah. I was going somewhere today and like I've been just trying to like really stay in my own lane, you know? And it's like it's hard sometimes to stay in your own lane. The same person that we were talking about that he was telling me his least favorite thing is when cars go to turn left but they don't get fully into the turn lane. It's like that. <laughs> I didn't mean to take it from you, Pete, but I had to bring it up. It applies. So Yeah, it's it's thank you. It's just dumb to leave your ass hanging out in the air like that. It's just like, go for it. You know what I mean? And like, so I've been trying to stay in my own lane, stay on my side of the street. But I, I, today I just like did it because I was going somewhere and I, this guy was there by the door where I was going in and he was, I was like just about to go in and he goes, now I'm going to, it speaks to the situation. What I'm going to say, he goes. Hey, faggot! To his friend as, like, a fun thing to say. And I literally have never said this word on this stage. Like, I've done comedy here for, like, what is it, six years now? And I've literally never said that word on this stage because I don't like using it, (laughs) period. Because I think it's just, like, I don't like hearing it. And also, like, some people are gay men and they like to use it. And that's not my thing to tell them not to use it. But, like, in that moment, I could have just gone in the building and been like, that person, that's their thing. I don't need to tell them what to do. And I'm just going to stay in my lane. But I didn't. And I got out of my lane. And I was like, hey, man, that wasn't cool what you just did. And this dude starts to tell me about how he killed a person once. (laughs) And I was like, you need to fucking stay in your fucking lane, dude. So, like, yeah, I don't know. I just had to tell a room full of strangers that that happened to me today. (laughs) So, like, I don't use that word. And if you do, whatever. You know, I'm just, like, not going to say anything to you. Uh, But thank you for letting me say that to everybody. So that's why I'm, like, a little fucked up today. (laughs) Because I was like, oh, I might, I'm, I'm going to die. Like, have you ever had a real moment of, like, and I don't mean like behind the wheel because that happens to that happens. I've had many of those moments where I was like, <gasps> I almost just died. Holy shit. But it, that's machinery, you know, or like your own brain fucking up or something. Or are you making a terrible decision? Have you ever looked into another human being's eyes and been like, oh, you might end me right now. <laughs> and then been like in that exact same moment, go, you have to do stand up later. <laughs> That's how much I like think about stand up is that it literally came into my brain as he was telling me this story that I could not I just froze cuz that's like my whole childhood trauma shit that I just was like Eek! didn't know what to do and then I was like fuck are you going to talk about this later? <laughs> just like yowza. Um but I do have to like 
get out of here and I'm not going to leave on that because that is rude to the people after me and I do think about stand-up comedy a lot and so I know that you can't just leave on I was almost murdered today in a very real way (laughs) so I hope this is funny I was uh, shooting something. I've been uh, lucky enough to have like a little part on a TV show. Fuck it, I don't know if I can... T- I- I'm on this show called Good Trouble, which I don't know if that's for children, but um, I'm on it. It's a great show. Everybody's really wonderful on it. I'm playing a villain, which is interesting. Um, that's why I have this haircut, because I ride up on a BMX bike. And... <laughs> I have a lot of skull and crossbones. I'm like, no, I'm just kidding. Um, but I am a villain. And I was shooting a scene, and uh, it was in the public restroom, which is like, I cannot tell you how many scenes I've shot in a public goddamn restroom. I know, I'm, I'm wrapping it up, Hannah, I promise. Please let me do this. <laughs> For all my friends on this lineup. Um, <clears throat> I don't know why people are like, you look like you have a terrible time in public restrooms. Let's shoot some scenes in there. <laughs> So we were in there, and we were in the stall, like, waiting for this, you know, the thing to get set up, you know? And he, it was just me and the first AD, like, hanging out in the bathroom together. <laughs> so we got real close. And uh, just, like, shooting the shit, but not literally. <laughs> Thanks. <sighs> and he was sitting on the toilet, because at that point it had become just a chair. And... Um, we're just sitting there, and he turns to me, apropos of nothing. Nice guy, super nice, like, very cool guy. Just goes, you know, I never really understood that whole hovering thing. <laughs> and I was like, okay? But in my mind, I went, sir. And he goes, you know, tried it once. <laughs> didn't work out too well and I was like what do you mean this is like just like a 40 year old cis dude going I hovered sir do you mean taking a shit because none of us are hovering to poop when we need to poop and go into that bag you are absolutely putting two butts down like both butts are landing you're never even do like sometimes you do that you're like out of shape and you're not feeling it so you do like the one butt cheek you know because you're like well if I only get the disease on one then I don't really get it the butt has to close for the disease to spread through the whole body but you are never doing that when you have to shit you are just like butt down you're like diseases who gives a shit I have to oh my god I did it whatever But also, if he wasn't talking about shit, what the hell was he talking about? Did he just, like, stand on the toilet like this? (laughs) Sir, you have a penis. That's a built-in hover. How do you... How do I know this and you don't know that? Well, this has been fun. Are you guys ready to start the show? The rest of it? Great. Keep that energy going for your first comic. He's one of my favorites. We'll have him when he comes on the show. Give it up for Pete Holmes, everybody. Thank you, Rhea Butcher, everybody. 
Hey, in the booth, can you make it less like I'm breaking out of a prison? Can you just make it a regular, what I would call the UCB wash? Yeah. Yeah, that's better. It's still a little... We were saying backstage, I've never had a good set that looked like I was like... Like Lex Luthor and Superman. That was a weird reference. I didn't get that reference. Rhea Butcher, one of my all-time faves. One time Rhea was at my house and we... Uh, I was stoned. She wasn't stoned. And when I'm stoned, I watch movie previews. And depending on the strength of the weed, it's, it's just as good. <laughs> you can watch 15 movies <laughs> in one night. And I thought I was a genius. I was like, let's watch Howard the Duck. Right? And let's watch the preview for Howard the Duck. And the preview for Howard the Duck does not feature the duck. Right. Imagine being stoned like, this will be fun, remember? <laughs> remember how fucking weird that duck looked? And we're just watching and it's like just shots of a city and someone's like, a duck is coming. And you're like... And one of the hardest times I've laughed in my life, I was stoned thinking it was only me that was feeling this like unheard of frustration. And Rhea, in all her delightfulness, leaned over and into my ear, for no need, it's not a secret. She whispered, show the duck. <laughs> it was, it's not a secret. Show the duck. I, my wife and I say show the duck to each other. It's really filled a gap. When you're standing at a buffet and a guy has a scoop of mashed potatoes but he won't put it down, you're like, show the duck. He's <laughs> just like, just fucking get, in, get into it. Get on with it. <laughs> I, I don't know. <laughs> what is it, Tuesday? This is, yeah, it's fine. Every, everybody's doing fine. You're doing great for Tuesday. <laughs> Me, great for Tuesday. For Tuesday? Okay. Um, I don't understand people that uh, play the saxophone. The premise of the next joke. I don't get it. It's so hard. It's so hard. It's brass, and there's like a billion. How many buttons? A billion? There appears to be a billion buttons, and they're complete. They're like valves. They're like steampunk valves. You push one button, and like three things close. You push two, no close. And you have to like, per you don't just blow into it, you have to go, like, you have to kind of do the note with your mouth as well, blowing into C-3PO's amputated leg. <laughs> and to even buy one, even to be like a little bit interested, it's like, what, $6,000 to buy one? And you lock yourself in a room alone, just listening to jazz records and going like, <laughs> sweating, <laughs> billions of buttons. <laughs> Just so after like 15 years of mastery, you, people can hear you play and be like, huh. <laughs> That's what all that effort was for. <laughs> you could play an open chord on an electric guitar and get people more excited. <laughs> Just open string, untune, and people would be like, <laughs> But you're over there like, Some of you are like, what about John Coltrane? We're all pretending to like John Coltrane. None of us really do. You just don't want to look stupid. So you're like, yeah. 
You fucking hate it. He hated it. He was like, I can't believe these white people. I was in a hotel. I was in a hotel and it, it was one of those hotels that has a door that leads to the next room. You know what I mean? There's the door to the hallway, then there's the door to the... You don't know this person. Just a door. And if you open the door, which I did, there's just another door leading to their room. And I just left it unlocked because I like to sleep. It's a thrill. You know, it's like... It's like your move. Like sleeping... Sleeping on the honor system. Just to kind of get a half rest. But uh, it was a very thin wall. It was in Hawaii. I was working in Hawaii, and I was alone. And I just had a baby, and I heard these other people. And they clearly just had a baby, and they were on a vacation. And the mom was FaceTiming with the baby, and she was having a great time. She was like, Vincent. And Vincent would be like, and she'd be like, yeah. And she gives the phone. <laughs> this, is, this kills me. She gives the phone to the dad. And I'm alone in my room. I'm just sitting there. <laughs> like a fucking serial killer. But it was really loud. They hand the phone to the dad, and this is what I heard for like 15 minutes. Just the dad going, Vincent! Vincent! Vin? Vinny! He was trying, the baby wouldn't even look at him. Like, Vincent! 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 And like Rio was like, this is a bit. This is a bit. Vincent! That is is the kind of dad I never want to be. So many dads, I don't know, we just become irrelevant. As soon as the baby's out, we're irrelevant. We're like the part of the space shuttle that falls off <laughs> as the ship reaches orbit. That's the dad. Vincent! Vincent! And mom and the baby are on Saturn. Fuck that. No fucking way. I, I bond hard with my baby all day because I'm terrified of that happening, obviously. She's eight months old. She's already vaping. Um, that smells like creme brulee constantly. This is a real concern. She, she's in our house all day. She doesn't know anybody. And um, I'm legit concerned her first word is going to be Alexa. That's real. Every time I go, Alexa, make it cooler. She goes, and she looks, I think she thinks there's three of us. She's going to be raised and be like, yeah, I have three parents. Two human, one disembodied mother named Alexa. She was great. Sometimes she'd stop playing music for no reason. Anyone else have that problem? I go, Alexa, don't fucking stop. I don't know what your problem is. I'll work on the end. <laughs> when my wife was pregnant, everybody would come up to her and go, go out now. Go to a restaurant now. Your life, a change is on the wind. As soon as you have the baby, you can't go out. And I always wanted to say the truth, which is I don't, fuck, I don't want to go out. <laughs> the baby is number one, is an excuse to never go out. We don't do shit. We miss weddings, one-woman shows, funerals. We don't go. Oh, the baby. The baby. Oh, the babysitter. Babysitter's dead. Yeah. We couldn't even go to the funeral because of the baby. If you want to give pregnant women real advice or just couples that are having a baby, just go up and be like, watch fucked up movies now. 
because as soon as you have a baby, you're so terrified for the baby, you don't want to watch any dark shit. So go up to the pregnant woman and be like, watch Abducted in Plain Sight now. Watch Handmaid's Tale now. Watch True Detective seasons one and three now. I thought Moana was for the kids. It's for the parents. <laughs> I want to live in a magical island where no one leaves. I, I have a lot of showbiz asshole friends, and they're all rich. You hate these people. I hate these people. They're all on TV, and you just see them out, and you talk to them. They all want to know, because, you know, we're soulless, and they want to know what it's like having a baby, because that's like a very human thing to do. <laughs> it's like talking to Data. <laughs> What is that like? What do, who books baby? Who books the baby? What does the baby pay? Do they cover travel for baby? <laughs> those are funny riffs. I'm, I really got to try to remember those. Um, but this guy, uh, I know for a fact, multimillionaire, famous guy, and he, he's about my age, and he was like, I want to have a baby. He had three questions. One, these are real. Can you still go on vacation? <laughs> you don't like this guy. You don't like this guy. You're not rooting for this guy. That was his first question. Not what's it like? How does it feel? He goes, can you still go on vacation? Two, this is real. Can you still play video games? That was his second question. This man is 40. Can you still, can you get on Xbox Live? Fucking, that's your second question? Third question, no joke. Third question, he goes, did your wife's, I'm sorry, did your wife's vagina change? <laughs> Fuck this guy. <laughs> Fuck this guy, that's the right response. I was like, don't, don't have kids. <laughs> don't do, I wish your parents hadn't had kids. <laughs> did your wife's vagina change, you fucking idiot? Stop it. You can't, you can't have a baby if you're not done being a baby. Do you understand? Like, I love my wife, and the baby is the best thing that's ever happened. Here's something I've never said about my wife. I've never been like, you know what I love about Val? The grip. I've never said that. Because I'm not a fucking monster. I'm sorry if the miracle made it go from this to like that. It's nothing. You fucking dick. Baby ruined porn. Baby ruined porn for me. It's not just because she's a girl. I hate guys that are like, you know, assault is wrong. I have a daughter. Like you needed to have. A <laughs> you needed to have a daughter before you got that. Like I think it's fucked up what's happening to women. I have a daughter. Like, you shouldn't have to have a daughter. I gotta go. Anyway, so it changes the way you look at porn because you see what the body is for. I'm not saying you can't do all sorts of things with it, but you see its primary function, you know, reproduction. So I watch, I try to watch lesbian porn now, and because of the baby, I'll just be like, wow, she's got a good latch. You know what I mean? Like, it's <laughs> she'll feed. And you see the vagina, <laughs> you see the vagina for what it is, as a magical interdimensional portal that we all... <laughs> came out of. It's a fucking, you know stranger things where like, imagine if something came out of a living tree. That's what a vagina is. Oh wow, imagine a world. It's this world. Where it's like something goes in and then comes out. It's fucking nuts. And after you see that the vagina is a magical portal, you stop wanting to be like, I wonder if we could put two dicks in it. Like, you know. <laughs> Thanks everybody.
Oh, are we going back to prison for me? That's so funny. <laughs> I just felt the change. I'm going into menopause now. Men? Oh, pause. Okay. <laughs> I don't think you heard it, so I'm going to say it again. Men? Oh, pause. Also, Pete's my favorite lesbian comedian. <laughs> I don't know how many fucking... Look, I'm going to bring up the next comedian because they, they're whole... It, you'll see. But uh, I don't know... I cannot tell you how many times people have come up to me and told me that I remind them of some other white lesbian comedian. <laughs> but I'm practicing gratitude in my life now, so I'm just grateful that they didn't say Justin Bieber, you know? <laughs> I'm, like, very glad that that era is over, and I'm happy to be, like, Ellen Paula Poundstone, like... <laughs> No resemblance whatsoever. Someone literally said I looked like Ellen DeGeneres. And I was like, that is not true. Like, just objectively not, we could not, she looks like the fish that she played. I don't look like that. I just don't. not even a lesbian anymore. I'm a non-entity. Anyway. <laughs> Non-binary person, so I can't be Ellen DeGeneres! Okay. I, I got no ending to this, because it's just a pure riff, so I'm going to bring up the next comedian. Do you feel good about that? I feel good about that. Uh, she's one of my pals. I love her dearly. We have the same birthday, so happy birthday to Bo Welch, everybody! <laughs> If we care about the ingredients in the food we eat and the beauty products we use, why shouldn't the same be true of our feminine care products? The FDA doesn't require brands to disclose a comprehensive list of ingredients in their feminine care products, so most of them don't. Lola offers complete transparency about the ingredients found in their tampons, pads, liners, and wipes, all of which are 100% organic cotton with no added chemicals, fragrances, synthetics, or dyes. Plus, with Lola's customizable subscription, you get to choose your mix of products, mix of absorbency, number of boxes, and frequency of delivery, and you can even change, skip, or cancel at any time. I love how it's sent to me right to my door and personalized products that I have chosen 100%. I love it. And everything's organic and BPA-free. For 40% off all subscriptions, visit MyLola.com and enter PYHT when you subscribe. That's MyLola.com and enter PYHT for 40% off all subscriptions. Mo Welch, everybody, let her hear it! <laughs> That's a really good joke. I like it a lot. Like when people ask me, like, what if your mom aborted you? I wouldn't be talking to your dumbass then, would I? <laughs> I have one more dad joke I want to tell you guys about. Take a lot of planes for work, you know? I know, like, a comedian talking about planes is whatever, but look, I've had a rough day. So I take a lot of planes for work, get on the plane, those planes leave the gate, they head on over to the runway. I'm just on there. Sorry for everybody on the side, because the front's getting the best view of this. Just a human boomerang, you know? Not the thing, the filter. 
So I'm just on the flight. This is every time I get on a flight. I get that little little comedian tingle of time. Because timing is everything in comedy. And there's always this moment where I want to say this thing. I want to stand up and say it. But I don't. What I want to do is I want to stand up when I feel that little tingle. And I want to go, We drive in there or what? <laughs> but I don't do it because I'm not ready to be a dad yet. I'm just a kid myself. All right. Speaking of staying in my lane, last time I was on a flight, sat down, I was trying to really keep my mouth shut. I like rules, you know, rules on a plane. I like to enforce them. I don't know why I think I'm a plane cop. I, I hate cops. Why do I want to be a cop? So... Try not to be a cop in the air, you know? And we were driving there. And I see the person in front of me unhooks his safety belt, stands up, he's an older gentleman. And I'm like, oh man, that's against the rules. <laughs> you don't need to say anything, though. It's going to be fine. It's not your job, man. It's not your job. You're on your way to your job. You're not working right now. Keep your mouth shut. Stay in your lane. And then he stands up. And I'm like, mm, but he could get hurt. And I'm looking around. No flight attendants. And I go, uh, sir, I don't think we're supposed to be up right now. The plane's literally moving, you know, like going to the runway. And this geriatric son of a bitch, after I express concern for his life, in vague terms, looks at me and goes, <laughs> So I was like, I'm fucking staying in my lane. He opens the overhead compartment doesn't find his shit in there, closes it, turns around towards me to open the second overhead compartment. And it's at that moment I realized that he not only undid his safety belt, but he also undid his pants belt for comfort, I can assume. Should assume, I guess. I don't know. And as he turns around, I clock that and go, oh, no. And his pants fully fall all the way down to the ground. And I can just see his boxer briefs, which I didn't want to know about at all. And I turn and look at other passengers, and they're just like, uh, well, what? I can't pop my top off at the pool, and this guy's just like, wah, wah. his pants are down. <laughs> Jesus Christ. So... Fuck that dude, you know? You guys ready to keep the show going? We got three more comics left. I'm really excited about it. Sorry there's no real punchline to that. I just wanted you to have the same experience as me. Figuring it out. I don't know what it is. We'll figure out the ending at some point. You guys, this next comic, it's their first time on the show, so you know what we do when it's somebody's first time on the show, right? We give them a huge warm welcome, which you can start right now. Oh my 
God. Thank you so much. Uh, I appreciate it. Hello. I uh, I have a new boyfriend right now. Thank you for asking. And um, uh, We recently, actually, we were sitting together, and I told him, I was like, I don't feel very pretty lately. Like, I haven't been feeling very good about the way I look, which I know is crazy. I, like, literally glow. But um, <laughs> he was like, Hannah, you are beautiful to me. <laughs> Yeah, L.A. is the only city that gets that immediately. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I don't care. Like, <laughs> I've seen you put ketchup on pasta. I don't care about what you think is good, you know? And he got really annoyed. He was like, oh, you don't care what I think, huh? Fine. What if you could have it two different ways? Okay, what if one way the whole world thinks you're gorgeous and I don't? I stopped him right there. I was like, that one. <laughs> The one where I'm a sexy goddess and you're an idiot? Yeah, that one. <laughs> what? It's kind of weird. He's actually, he's like not an idiot, which is like my first. Um, so I'm like getting used to that. Like he's like, he's like a little better than me. Like just at li like his life is just going super well. And mine is like, you see my hair, but um <laughs> So it's like we're just an odd couple, sort of, you know what I mean? Like, he's like a yoga, meditation, like, successful career kind of a guy. And I'm like a don't-have-a-bank-account kind of a lady. And he's uh, like a real alcoholic. And he, um, like, his, like, abs, like, ripple as he gets his taxes done early, okay? And I have been asked to leave a water park, so... <laughs> It's like a weird sort of, I don't know why. Because it's mutual. Like, it's total, like, I didn't, like, kidnap him or buy him or anything. He, like, wants to be with me, which is, like, he came to me. He was like, uh, hello, miss. I saw you are eating loose M&Ms out of your pocket. Mmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. You have, you have uh, something in your hair. You've, uh, is that an IUD? Oh, your IUD's in your hair. Okay, great. Yes. No, I'm interested. Thank you so weird like him dating me is like when rich people go camping you know he's like I could have anything in the world but what if I couldn't as a joke <laughs> fun it's fun I uh I think it's weird when you ask two people if they're dating each other and then they say nah we're just friends like just the expression we're just friends like as if friendship isn't the coolest fucking thing in the world you know, yeah, people are like, we could be on the phone all night together. Uh, we make each other laugh. We're there for each other when the other one's sad. Um, but he has never come on my stomach, so it is nothing. <laughs> it's such garbage. Who cares, you know? The inverse is weird, too. Just like, we fucked twice and he never texted me again. We are more than friends, so. It's good. <laughs> I, uh, I grew up in sort of a kooky way. My parents met in a mental hospital, um, which is good, because I think when people meet in bars, it's, like, super trashy, you know? Um, uh, they met as patients, by the way. I, I don't know. I, f I added that recently because I told a guy that my parents met in a mental hospital, and he went, oh, doctors. <laughs> not happen to you in your life you're that optimistic <laughs> oh as lunatics of course <laughs> I mean, 
Uh, my parents are like schizophrenic and see people that aren't there and hear voices that aren't real and like cool stuff like that. And um, it's like interesting being raised by people like that as a gullible child. Okay. <laughs> Because, yeah, I, like, believed in Santa Claus and the Tooth Fairy and, like, the men on my porch trying to kill my dad. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, I have friends that were raised very religious, and it's, like, their favorite thing to be like, ugh, I grew up Catholic. I had to unlearn all that bullshit. It's like, all right, well, I had to unlearn that my mom could read my thoughts, so. <laughs> Your God doesn't scare me, you know? So... Sure, sure. Um, the It was, like, super chaotic at my house a lot, right? Like, you could imagine. Um, so the cops got called all the time. Because, you know, my parents are really mentally ill. You want to call in the ultimate healers, the police. <laughs> <clears throat> so my dad went to jail for a while. I remember him trying to parent me from prison when I was a teenager. Like, we'd be on the phone. He'd be like, Hannah, you're grounded. I'd be like, nah, well, you're grounded. <laughs> sort of federally grounded there. My, uh, my brother's disabled, uh, which is my mantra when I meditate. And um, it's not. I'm just kidding. But it is how I sign off all my emails. And um, he's older than me. He's 36. Um, but he's developmentally disabled. So mentally, he sort of functions at the level of a seven-year-old. And uh, no, it's true um but because of that like people think that like he can't do a lot of things that we can do which isn't true like he goes to the movies by himself and he has a job and uh he recently lost his virginity which is like exciting i know no one knows what to do when i say that <laughs> isn't that scary oh my god <laughs> no but it was like a happy story uh, he fell in love he lost it to another special needs woman and she like wears a helmet and everything and um, like all the time it's not like a fuck helmet she's like always um, very safe and sound and um, my brother was very excited when this happened right it's very exciting so he called me to tell me about it a few days later he was like Hannah Hannah I had sex and I did everything Ben told me to do which Ben is the guy who like works in his group home who like feeds everyone dinner and takes everyone to work and apparently teaches everyone how to fuck so cool Ben what is fun yeah um but so this is the weirdest part. And they're like, it's the weirdest. <laughs> it's my brother. So he calls me. He's like, Hannah, I had sex. And I did everything Ben told me to do. I put on the condom. I had sex. And then I washed my hands right away. <laughs> so like Ben is a little weird. <laughs> I like to think that Ben like didn't quite know what sex was. And he just panicked when my brother asked. <laughs> It was like, sex, huh? No, I know it. Uh, yeah. Yeah. You're gonna be working with a lot of mud, a lot of raw chicken. Gonna wanna disinfect immediately. <laughs> Thank you guys so much. You've been so much fun. Hannah Boone, everybody, let her hear it! Fantastic. I just wanted to take, like, two seconds to do a little crowd work, because I never do. One time I did crowd work at this show. It was like the first time I ever tried. I was like, you got to try this because people do this and you got to be able to do this. And I, there's a woman sitting over here and I was like, how was your day? And she just had her arm in a sling and she like pointed to it. And I was like, oh shit, how'd you do that? And she went. And I was like, I'm never doing this again. 
But here I'm gonna try it again. Friend in the NASA shirt. How are you doing? I'm awesome. That's fucking great. Your arms seem fine. <laughs> How was your day? Where are you from? I'm from Maine. She's from Indiana. We're on a big road trip. Wow. Maine, Indiana. That's cool. Where else are you guys going? Uh, we're going to Colorado next. We have some friends from college who live there. Wait, you came here before you went to Colorado? <laughs> yeah, we came down from Seattle. We were doing oh, you came down Seattle from Seattle. Down. So you've passed Colorado. You're like, we'll be back. <laughs> <laughs> we want to loop around. <laughs> Let's go crazy. <laughs> well, you two are adorable. Thanks for this. What are you going to do that's crazy in uh, Colorado? Uh, I don't know. We're going to, like, hike a mountain or something. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even going to joke that you guys should try weed because you're like, we fucking do not need it. <laughs> You're like the least, like, CBD. You're like, no, I'm good. <laughs> you walk into the CBD store, you're like, have you ever tried happiness? <laughs> I, it works for everything. Just try it. Your back hurt? Happiness. <laughs> wow. Yeah, you should, like, flavor that. You know, like, sell it in blueberry and banana and stuff. People would... <laughs> All right, one more. <laughs> Friend in the Chuck Taylors, how was your day? Uh, it was solid. It was good. Solid? Yeah. It was good? Yeah. What'd you do? Uh, I worked. I watched uh, Love Island. What? <laughs> <laughs> I, like, I also like that you were like, I watched Love Island. <laughs> like, kind of hiding it. I feel like you were hiding it a little bit. I mean, I know somebody, people are witnessing you. Many people are witnessing you, and I'm not judging you at all. I have not watched television in a month. <laughs> Judge me for that. What is that? So it's a British reality dating show. Yes. Six nights a week. Wait, how can it technically be seven, but six? What is this, a Beatles song? <laughs> Oh, so you you can count it or not count it. Got it. Okay. All right. Sure. Wow. You're so empathetic to the editors. Of the thing. <laughs> Are you an editor yourself? No, not at all. But you're like, no, the editors. You're one of 20 people on the planet that watch a television show and go, oh my God, the editors. Not the the editors oh working their fingers to the bone to give me my love island this episode doesn't count technically <laughs> that's very sweet yeah it is amazing I like it yes a villa they can't leave and they have no okay you have to be in a couple. Fuck. Fucking shit. <laughs> the couples are the people in the couples. Yes. 
<laughs> this is the straightest ass shit I've ever heard in my life. What is wrong with straight people? You guys are like, how can we make this worse? <sighs> I mean, I'm sorry. I'm assuming they're all straight. They're all straight, right? Uh, 95%. 95%? If there's just one lesbian going, my turn? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'll order the groceries again. Sure. <laughs> yeah, I've got cash. Don't worry about it. <laughs> That's great. Um, thank you for sharing your day with us. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, we got to keep the show. I wanted to do one more because comedy in threes, but we got to keep the show going. Seven and seven. That's 14 minutes. I can do one more. Uh, how was your day? <laughs> I, can't, I didn't. It's not premeditated. No? It was great. It was great. Yeah? Yeah. All right. Fuck yeah. It took me like three days to get here. Yeah, it did take you three days. Thank you for the commute. Thank you for your service. Are you hanging up here for a while or did you just do that for a six day trip? I'm actually taking classes at UCB. Oh, look at it. It's an advertisement. www.uprightcitizensbrigade.com. That's cool. Yeah. Great. Yeah. All right, I did three. <laughs> Let's keep the show going, shall we? This next comic, also one of my friends, I love him very much. Give it up for Mr. Will Miles, everybody. I got to get on this Love Island. <laughs> Place sounds awesome. <laughs> I was trying to see. If that first group, the couple was white, and then I heard Maine, Indiana, <laughs> Colorado, and Seattle. <laughs> I was like, oh, they're white. Yeah, nice. All right. Three of those places are so white, they're just the states. <laughs> Maine and Indiana. Oh, Maine's cool. That's it. All right. Uh, <laughs> I am from Chicago. I have a distaste for Indiana. Um, but Mayor Pete's dope. You guys have got cool. Yeah, hell yeah. Oh, yeah, you're good then, yeah. <laughs> She's cool. Mayor, I, I recommend her as a good human. Uh, <laughs> am I out of the spotlight? This is cool. Um, and then I just do all the same things Pete did. Uh, <laughs> nah, yeah, I'm engaged right now. Right now is a weird thing to say, I just realized. Uh, <laughs> just engaged. Uh, <laughs> but she's, uh, we've been together like five years, so we're, we're engaged. She's, she's smart. She like does this thing where I don't like to do anything, so, and she knows that. <laughs> so like she'll normally be like, you want to go to a Broadway show, and I'll obviously be like, not a chance. But now she does this thing where she's like, do you want to get stoned and go to a Broadway show? <laughs> and I'm like, hell yeah, let's go. <laughs> So I saw cats. <laughs> and it was bad. I didn't know how bad cats was. I don't know if you've seen cats. It's really bad. I <laughs> There's been so much promo for it for like 40 years. I was like, oh, this must be good. It's, it's all people talk about. And then I got there and I was like, 
wait, <laughs> wait, what's this? <laughs> and I realized why. I'm a stoner. I love stoner things. I like things you can watch that were probably written on while being stoned, and you're, you're watching it stoned, and it makes sense. There's like a story. <laughs> but Cats was clearly written on cocaine. <laughs> and you can tell right away. Because <laughs> it was definitely written on cocaine because somebody was in an alley probably where you do cocaine. And then they must have seen a cat. <laughs> and they looked at their dude or homegirl and they were like, those are the only two people you can beat. No. <laughs> and they were like, yo, I got an idea. <laughs> and their friend was like, what? And he's like, cats. <laughs> He's like, what, like a story about cats? Nah, just cats. Because <laughs> I got there expecting a story, and then a cat comes out, and then it sings and dances, and the cat goes back. And then another cat comes out, and it sings and dances, and then that goes back. And this happened 65 times over a five-hour span with no tying in together at all. I was like, what? Who did this? Why? The person next to me was crying. I was like, for what? <laughs> Why are you? I'm crying because I don't understand what's going on. Who the fuck is Mephistopheles? Why? <laughs> Obviously the coolest character, but I wish he had a storyline with another character. Why is the song Memories in this? <laughs> I realized, too, I just don't like cats also. As a species, I hate cats. Because I realized, as I was watching, I was like, if this was dogs, would I love it? And I would. <laughs> if you had a play and it was just 60 dogs introing themselves, I'd be like, this is the best. <laughs> Every time a dog would come out, oh, that's a cute dog. <laughs> it goes back another dog, oh, that's another cute dog. This is great. <laughs> I'll be here five hours. <laughs> Intermission included. <laughs> yeah, but man, so bad. I like Lifetime movies a lot more. Like, that's a weed thing. Lifetime movies you can watch while you're stoned. Because they make so many of them for so cheap. <laughs> it's great. It's like $3,000 budgets, I'm sure. A little industry talk. But uh, <laughs> there's only like two, two sets in the whole movie for every movie I watch on there. They're good, too. Lifetime has done a lot of good. They took down R. Kelly. It's a good thing. As someone who grew up in Chicago, he did it. Uh, <laughs> I went to Whitney Young Magnet High School. He would pull up. <laughs> it would be very awkward. So a good thing he's in jail. They also have done bad, though. They did pay for Lori Laughlin's kids to go to college uh, through, via her 78 Lifetime movies. But, but I love them because they do the, the 25 Days of Christmas, and I watch every year. It's my favorite time of year. Because 25 Days of Christmas is 25 straight movies of just Lifetime films, and I call them films. <laughs> because they're so good. But I was watching one. Uh, I was babysitting my nieces, which just means I f forgot their parents had left. <laughs> and I was like, oh, it's just me? Word. We're just going to watch this then. Uh, <laughs> so I put on a Lifetime movie. It was called A Very Nutty Christmas. And as I put it on, I was like, what could this be about? Let me hit the info. So I put on the info, and it said, a woman divorces her husband and begins dating a man who may or may not be a nutcracker that's come to life. <laughs> It's definitely a nutcracker that's come to life, right? <laughs> Why even bring it up if, if that's not what happens? <laughs> what if they got to the end and he was like, what? <laughs> you thought I was what? 
<laughs> you met my mom. I don't know what the fuck's going on. <laughs> you saw my sixth grade picture. What are you talking about? You thought I was a wooden toy. <laughs> Weird. <laughs> I watched the movie, and he was a nutcracker that came to life. It paid off. But a part of me was kind of hoping that it was just a, like a bored copywriter who had done 24 movies in a row. And he was like, I'm not fucking doing the 25th, man. You can't force me. And they were like, fine, we'll just give you the title. He was like, all right, very nitty Christmas. He may or may not be a nutcracker that's come to life. Fuck you, I quit. I'm not doing this anymore. <laughs> it is a fun time to do comedy, I will say. I like it. Um, like, the world's obviously in terror, but... You can now make choices like with, uh, with where you do comedy. Because I, I could go to a lot of places. For instance, I don't really go to Maine or Indiana. But <laughs> Maine is actually cool. They got good weed. Um, Indiana, I, I, I'm sorry. I, w I wish I'd liked it. Uh, <laughs> I wish I'd, I had fun in Indianapolis once. But um, as a comedian, you can only go to places that are cool now. Because like, most of the country is a little fucked up. So you just don't have to go there anymore. And it's great. And I make my choices by who has legal weed because I also love weed. <laughs> so I can just do that now. I can just go to a place where weed's legal, and I've done that. That's the only places I really tour are places where weed is legal. And it's great. it worked out for me, because I, I went to D.C. recently, because I found out weed was legal there. And I was like, oh, great. It's the nation's capital. Weed's legal. This will be awesome. And I got to D.C., and weed is 100% legal in D.C., but it's illegal to buy it, and it's illegal to sell it in all of D.C. So if you want weed in D.C., you just got to get it. <laughs> That's the law they have. <laughs> like, you can gotta get it, you can get it, you can smoke it, but <laughs> I'm not gonna help you. <laughs> so now they've done a loophole there where if you want weed, you gotta buy something else, and then they give you a gift of weed. <laughs> That's in the laws, in the place where they make the law. <laughs> you want weed, get it through this weird method. So you gotta buy like a t-shirt, and then they'll gift you a bag of weed after you purchase the t-shirt. Because of inflation, the t-shirts are ridiculous prices. I sell that to say, I bought a Chinese proverb for $60 <laughs> while I was out there. But it was cool because they did it like a regular drug deal. Where like, <laughs> guy pulls up to where I was staying. I walk outside. I was like, hey, what's up, man? He was like, yo, you will? And I was like, yeah, I'm Will. What's up? And he was like, cool, cool, cool. <laughs> when the wind blows. <laughs> Only a few trees fall. That'll be $60. <laughs> then he gifted me a bag of weed. It was the best experience I've ever had. I was like, I'm going to do it three more times. All right, you guys are great. I'm Will Mouse. Peace. Tomboy X makes damn fine, gender-inclusive, comfortable underwear that fits your body and how you see yourself. Their roots run deep in the queer community. And in celebration of Pride Month, Tomboy X has done it again with their new Rainbow Pride collection. What first caught my eye was their Rainbow Pride 4.5-inch boxer brief, because that's my favorite pair. But the whole collection looks amazing, so you need to check it out. Like their Tomboy X Essentials Silky Soft Bra or their Pride-striped Iconic Briefs and Board Shorts. Or what about their awesome Rainbow Terry Pullover Hoodie? All of which are fit-tested on all body types, sizes extra small to 4X. It feels good knowing that when you shop at Tomboy X, you're aligned with a company that celebrates all things LGBTQIA. Show your pride with the Rainbow Collection at Tomboy X. Go to TomboyX.com slash PYHT, enter PYHT, and get an extra 15% off your first order. 
Again, get an extra 15% off when you enter PYHT at TomboyX.com slash PYHT. That's TomboyX.com slash PYHT. One more time, are you ready to hear your final comic of the evening? That's right, keep it going for Teresa Lee, everybody! Hello, how's it going? I I was in Cats, Will. (laughs) In high school, I was Mr. Mistopheles, so it was pretty cool. It was my peak. I have a twin sister. I'm an identical twin. My twin sister works out, and I don't, but we still look the same. So, <laughs> Even though we look the same, we're very different. Like, my sister's the kind of person who will post a selfie in her workout gear with a caption like, went for a morning run, hashtag blessed. You know, she's happy. But I'm the opposite of that. You know, I'm smart, so... My sister is a musician and I'm a comedian, so my parents didn't pray hard enough. (laughs) My parents are from Taiwan. I go back to Taiwan every few years to see my family there. Last time I was there, I went to see a fortune teller because they don't have therapists there. (laughs) I had to talk to somebody. My mom didn't want me to go. She got upset. She was like, if you go, you're going to get bad luck. You might get haunted by ghosts. And I love my mom. I just think it's funny that she believes in ghosts, but for some reason refuses to believe in depression, you know? (laughs) So I went to this fortune teller. This fortune teller looked at my chart and looked at me, and she was like, Teresa, your future is riddled with men who will hurt you. And I was like, yeah, I know the definition of men. (laughs) (laughs) Can you be more specific? Are any of them rich? I'm just tired of getting ghosted by dog walkers, you know? (laughs) She wasn't wrong. I recently got cheated on, which is not fun. What's worse, getting cheated on, finding out your friends knew you were getting cheated on, or genocide? (laughs) It's obviously genocide. I just say that to put things in perspective. It's not that bad. But you know there is someone getting cheated on in a genocide. Like, that's happening, okay? Because cheaters don't stop just because everyone's dying. Can you imagine, like, your friends and family are dying, you're fearful for your life, and then you find out your boyfriend is cheating on you? That's all. I think, I just don't understand that. Like, if I was in that situation and I wanted to be unfaithful, I would just be like, hey, Brad, I'm going to go out and fuck Kevin. We're in a gen. It's a white genocide. That's why their names... Are Brad and Kevin. I don't want to die with secrets. I can't even board a plane with secrets. <laughs> I send out at least two apology texts before every plane. <laughs> the first thing I did when I got broken up with was, because uh, we did break up in case we're not still together, um, is I went to a zoo because I wanted to look at things I couldn't leave. <laughs> And my favorite animal is the red panda. And this zoo had a red panda exhibit. So I went. I was like, this is going to make me feel better. I went to the red panda exhibit, and there was a sign that said, the red panda sleeps during the day. If you don't see the red panda, he's probably sleeping. I didn't see the red panda. But I was like, how do we know the red panda 
is sleeping and not in another zoo fucking Jessica. (laughs) It wasn't enough. The zoo didn't make me feel better. So I booked a solo trip to Hawaii. I did that because I wanted to feel better. And also because what you're supposed to do after a breakup is you're supposed to take a post-breakup bikini pic. And I thought, what better place than Hawaii? I went to Kauai, the island of Kauai. I'd never been before. There are many wild chickens in Kauai. I don't know if you guys know this. I didn't know this. It's covered in wild chickens. As soon as I got there, chickens everywhere. I was like, I wanted a cockless vacation. (laughs) So upset. This is a thing that happens when you get cheated on. I didn't expect to happen. Is my self-esteem went very, very low. It just drops straight down. And normally I'm a very confident person. Like I, you know, I'm generally pretty confident. And I was taking pictures of myself or asking people to take. I was just looking at all these photos of myself in the beautiful island of Kauai, and every single one just made me feel so disgusting. I couldn't look at them. I was like, I look so hideous. I look ugly. I can't post any of these. And part of the reason is because this guy I dated used to put me down. He would put my body down when we were together. He'd call my boobs uneven. He'd point out my scars. Bad, right? Yes, I know. Well, okay, you guys think it's a red flag. I know that now. (laughs) But at the time, he'd be like, insults and gifts. It's confusing. (laughs) So I didn't know. And my boobs are uneven, but he didn't have to bring that up. (laughs) He didn't have a job, but I never brought that up. I just pretended to be impressed by Taco Bell for the fourth time that week. (laughs) So I knew it was partly in my head, um, and I needed a third-party opinion. So what I did is I texted my sister, because I was like, she'll she'll talk me up. And I said, I told her what happened. I was like, my self-esteem is very low right now. Can you tell me if this photo is okay to post? And she said, well, that kind of thing happens when you go through a breakup. But you got to learn to separate that from the fact that you don't work out. So I think my sister is cheating on me. (laughs) I drove by this billboard the other day that says, when you die, you will meet God. And it made me laugh because I like to imagine that you die and you meet God. And he's just this guy who's like, well, what'd you think? (laughs) Like God is your aspiring screenwriter friend trying to get you to read a screenplay. He's just like, did you like it? Did you like it? Did you like the part at the end where I'm real? (laughs) I do think about death a lot um, because my little brother died. He committed suicide. It was very sad. um, But before he died, he came out to me on Gchat. He told me he was bisexual, and I'm also bisexual, so I came out to him. It was a very beautiful moment. And then right after that, he chatted me and said, do you know where I can get some weed? So I was like, you're real in the moment. <laughs> so beautiful. So after he passed away, um, our family went to view his body, and my dad is very religious. And so he brought holy water with him because he wasn't really on board with my brother being gay. And I love my dad, but, you know, he's got a long way to go. So what he did is he brought holy water to clean my brother's body because he was afraid my brother was going to go to hell. But what he didn't know is that when they weren't looking, I slipped a joint into my brother's pocket. (laughs) So then when my dad led us all in prayer and he ended it with, he's now in a higher place. (laughs) I was like, yeah, he is. (laughs) All right, you guys have been great. I'm Teresa Lee. Good night.
Center. I'll be back next week, so come on back. CNN, thanks for coming out. Put your hands together. 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 Get ready to laugh with your hands together. Put your hands together. Get ready to clap with your hands together. Put your hands together. This is Arnie Niekamp from the Improv Fantasy Podcast, Hello from the Magic Tavern. I fell through a dimensional portal behind a Burger King in Chicago into the magical land of Foon, and I started a podcast. Season three has just begun with a brand new adventure to defeat the Dark Lord. If you're a new listener or you've fallen behind, season three is a great jumping on point. And we've got great guests like Justin McElroy. I sound like a fancy college professor. Eight nights. <laughs> Rachel Bloom. You all see my collection of men corpses and one woman. Felicia Day and Colton Dunn. You've seen <coughs> me have intercourse with a variety of species. It's a bummer. Andy Daly. You have the members of Genesis listed, but Phil Collins yeah. has crossed out and then circled and crossed out again. Ah, uh, yes. I have killed Phil Collins twice. Thomas Middleditch. Ah! Oh, Jesus! I mean, Jazos! <laughs> ruler of the Eighth Circle! And that's just the beginning. Season three of Hello from the Magic Tavern is out now. Listen in Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.